Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by our local small business initiative, the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. And a special note of thanks to our title sponsor for the Cherokee chapter of Main Street Warriors, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at DieselDavid.com. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Big Bulldog Consulting, Mr. Kyle Baxter. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Stone, I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to come on with you this morning. I've just been really excited about it. I mean, you know, the the BRX radio uh, is just really huge. Uh, When I found out about it, I got to looking and more got looking at it, realizing just how big it actually was and the impact it has. And I'm probably your biggest fan. So so from here forward, I am the mouth of the South. It will be put out there. <laughs> well, it is a delight to have you in the studio. I got a thousand questions. I know we're not going to get to them all. But I think a good place to start might be if you could articulate for me and our listeners mission, purpose. What, what are you and your team really out there trying to do for folks, man? Well, let me tell you, Stone, I am a 10X business advisor. I partnered with Cardone Ventures, which is owned by Grant Cardone and Brandon Dawson. And, you know, Grant, uh, if you don't know Grant, it's, it's kind of shocking. But if you if you do, you know Grant Cardone, the biggest biggest promoter that they've got in the world, or at least the United States. You know, number one sales guy, rated by Forbes and everything. And Forbes even rates him the number one influencer on social media. You don't believe me, get on there and take, check it out. He blows up Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, he was on, he's on all of them, I'm, and it's just crazy. I thought I posted a lot. I'm nowhere close to Grant Cardone, but that's part of his promotion thing. Of course, you know, Brandon, he he's a, he is the whiz. Guy came from Wall Street, and, uh, you know, his last company he had, he uh, he sold that company for 77% EBITDA, which was set a record on Wall Street for for, I bet it did. Yeah, for, I mean, for a private company, he sold it for $151 million. This guy is what I call the master guru as far of growth and scaling businesses. And and that's one of the reasons I partnered. I was already sold to Grant. You know, I was a Grant licensee for a while where I helped uh, businesses, you know, grow the marketing, their sales. And uh, then this opportunity came on when they combined because they want business advisors to get out and help get the word out to everybody. And I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah, when do I start? I, I, are you kidding me? This is just, it's really been an opportunity of a lifetime to me. I'm like, and everything you do with Cardone, I, I got to tell you, the licensee, the support, and the background, dude, is, is phenomenal. I don't care what anybody says. I couldn't complain. I had to lie to complain. I mean, anything wants boom, boom, boom. And same way with Cardone Ventures, built, built the same way. It's amazing. But anyway, our goal, you know, Cardone Ventures' goal is to, Right now, they want to get a hundred thousand businesses kind of up under their wing that they've trained, instructed, and assisted, and mm-hmm. uh, and in five years, be a, a billion dollar company themselves. 
And I'll tell you, you know, they, uh, the first year they started zero capital, <clears throat> and excuse me, and they uh, they made two point four million dollars. And last year was year four. They're eighty four million. Wow, it's crazy. And this year they're on track to probably exceed one hundred and fifty million just this year alone. It's just crazy. So tell me a little bit more about exactly who you guys are serving and, and why. Is there a an industry, a segment, a, a level of um, of advancement that a company has reached. Tell me a little bit more about them. Well, well let me tell you, our, our baseline customer is one at the first break point where they're hitting, getting ready to go on to the second break point at a million dollars a year revenue. Okay. Now, now, don't don't take that as I would not help a business that's under that because I do, I'll do them too. But that that's mm-hmm. our main line. Uh, to go from break point one to break point two, you know, and break points go from uh, hundred thousand to three million break point one, three million to eight million break point two, eight to fifteen and fifteen twenty five on up scale. And typically, when a company gets towards that end, where they're getting ready to go break out of that break point to the following one, is one that gets the toughest and the hardest for, for companies. Yeah, and that's I'll what bet. we do. And as far as the industries, Brandon has done tons and tons of. Uh, of information and studies all across industries there's no set industry we work we work on it doesn't matter from anywhere if you're an insurance company to hvac to a roofer to any contractors a dentist for that matter you know because brandon's company was actually an audiology company it was crazy audiology here like you know i'm hearing a guy and uh maybe if i'd have known him sooner i could save some money you know <laughs> But yeah, and that's kind of our target market. But any business that wants help us in that place or they're wanting to grow and scale, I'll go out of my way to help because Big Bulldog itself, our goal is to help as many businesses as we possibly can. That's our personal goal. And, you know, and our motto is we don't succeed unless you succeed. And that's just the way that works. And I mean that. Well, I'm sure there are a number of idiosyncrasies, specific, unique challenges in any single business. And I got to believe, uh, I'll say in the same breath, I'll bet you see patterns, some of the same uh, pathologies may be a little bit strong, but some of the same challenges and patterns, I don't care if they're manufacturing surfboards or pulling teeth, don't you? You, you know, you really do. It, it's it's crazy. Uh, I see it everywhere I go, all kind of different businesses, you know, I've worked with. You know, I ran my own business for about about 11 years in Michigan, too. A little convenience store. After the first year, I'm sitting there going, man, this isn't going to work. It's not enough money. Because I didn't do my research, and I sure didn't have Brandon Dawson backing me. I didn't have the knowledge he's given me then. Uh, or maybe I could have boomed up, but I'm thinking, this is not going to work. So I expanded, 2,500 square feet, you know. Added food, put in a full deli and catering. And, of course, my wife was the boss. She ran that. She's, she's the one that made all the money for us. I was the, the face, the front man of the company. But she was the moneymaker, you know, thank God. And uh, But, you know, if I'd have had the knowledge then that I do now, based on working with uh, with Brandon and Grant, you know, them being my mentors, uh, Speedway is a big convenience-type outlet up, up north in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'd have been their competition. I'd probably put them out. I'd, I'd have beat them because if I'd have did that, I'd have dominated my market. And that's what businesses need to focus on now. Yeah, they really need to quit worrying about their competitors, and they need to focus on dominating their market. Who cares about your competitors? You need best practices. Set your goals and go in and do what you got to do. Hit your marketing. Hit your sales. I mean, you know, hit the four the four pillars of business, and and be structured and have a goal and go and do it. 
So now that you've been at this a while, what are you finding the most rewarding about the work? What, what do you enjoy the most about it? Let me tell you, the the most reward I get is when, is when I'm dealing with a company and they come through us and they're dealing with myself, Cardone Ventures, and you see within a 12-month, 18-month time frame, the advancement they've made. The, you know, there's their growth and their scale in just that amount of time. And to see the expression on these owners' faces, it's like life-changing for them. It is for me, too. Because, you know, I make a crazy amount of money in what I do. And I really think, I can't believe I get paid to do this because I love it. <laughs> you know, we've got 53 million small businesses in the United States today. And unfortunately, about uh, probably about 25 million probably out of business three to five years. Yeah. And I don't want that because people don't understand that our economy is driven by small business. You know, it's not the big guys, you know, and I'll, t- I'll tell you this, and somebody may argue with them, but we're going to argue. Go ahead. But I'm telling you, I'm right. As you know, Apple, you know, I'm an Apple guy. I'm not one of those that every time Apple comes up something new, I got to have because I'm not that techie. It's just all my stuff talks, and I think Apple's for idiots because you don't have to be a computer guy to use it. So, you know, their software to me is easier than Microsoft. But you know what? If Apple or Apple were to go out of business today, it wouldn't be a blip on the economy. You know, and Apple's got $90 million cash reserves. They do most of their stuff with debt. And as big as they are and what they do, You'd think if they went out of business, that'd impact our economy. Wouldn't even notice it. Would not. You'd hear about it in the paper. But money-wise, as the economy of scale goes up and down, wouldn't be a blip. I agree with you 110%. Everything I read says that. But just also just anecdotally, you know, I hang out with business people a lot. I, I really do believe with all my heart we're the backbone of this country financially in, in, in a lot of other ways as, as well. So let's talk about the work a little bit. Uh, I'm particularly interested in the, in the early stages of, of the work. What are some of the things that happen um, early on as you're getting an engagement off the ground? Well, you know, so I'll tell you what, uh, say for instance, I get a, I get a business owner. We, we sit down and have a discussion and, you know, there's a few things to do. I, I have the, a small three-page form. It's not, no major deal. All you do is cir- color in the little circles. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives me a background on uh, you know what their chief personal, professional, and financial goals are tied to the business because I need to know that. And Because uh, what we're going to do is once I know their ultimate goal, we're going to go out, and Brandon uh, does it with a lot of business. He goes up a 10-year time, time frame, and then reverse engineers it back so you put all the steps in place so so you know where your targets are every month, you know, every quarter, da-da-da, on down. So you're hitting that to get to the level of your goal. And, and then, you know, we, we review a lot of things with owners. Uh, you know, one of the things I do is I, I go over the seven forces of impact that drive value with owners. And, you know, the first one is process documentation, performance management and enhancement, best practice duplication, you know, high accountability standards, peer-to-peer benchmarking, Financial alignment based on the impact and market opportunity. And of course, you know, each one of those alone is probably, you know, we could sit here and talk about it for an hour. Well, I'll make an observation real quick because I am a representative of this species that you're out there trying to serve. And I have read about those things. I intellectually understand how powerful and impactful they are. As an entrepreneur, you know, I own 40% of the Business Radio X network, I run one of the studios. <laughs> I get so buried in the weeds in managing the day to day, putting out fires, celebrating wins, you know, recovering from, from challenges 
that uh, it, it's easy, or at least for me personally, I won't speak for the whole population, but it's easy to let those seven things fade, isn't it? Oh, it, you know, it really is. And I think that's one of the issues that affects business owners that I can help them out with. You know, uh, as a business owner, you know, you get busy, you get your priorities, say you're really pushing, you're really promoting your side, your salespeople over here, if you've got a sales team, maybe you only got a couple people sales team. That's still a sales team, guys, mm-hmm. you know, doing theirs. Maybe you got somebody doing your marketing. Uh, so you're kind of leaving that to the wayside, and you're focusing on what you're doing, and you could miss some of those key things. Well, the way we structure businesses with Cardone Ventures, their way, Brandon, Dawson's way, all those things are inputted or part of the day-to-day operations. Your structure, your business is going to be arranged where – Every one of those elements are impacted, in place, structured. All We do that for companies. It's like a blueprint from start to finish, where it's not something you have to think and focus on every day. It's part of the business atmosphere. It's part of the culture. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a practice like yours at Big Bulldog and a, a, a process like you're beginning to describe here do you yourself have to get out there and shake the trees a little bit? Is it all coming in through this Cardone brand equity? Is it a mixture of the two? Do you find yourself having to eat your own cooking? How do you get the chance to start having those conversations with the people who should be seriously uh, considering engaging you? Let me tell you, uh, I do a lot. You know, I'm all, all over social media. And that's one of the things that some of the business I deal with that may not be at the million dollar revenue mm-hmm. yet at you know the, the hundred thousand between that area because typically if a business has got their marketing and their sales side pretty slayed in pretty it's not perfect but pretty good they should realistically be able to hit that million dollar year revenue you really should and i and i can show them stats and data to back that and so that's usually what happens i talk to some of the business owners that's in that lower scale the first thing i ask them how hey, you you know what, what's your marketing budget well we don't have one. You know, we got a website. I'm like, great. How many leads, <laughs> you know, are you getting on that website? Well, a couple, a quarter. Right. Well, that's not marketing. So, you know, you know, there's some rules. There's the 10X commandments of marketing. And the first one is money follows attention. That's right out of Grant Cardone's mouth. He's absolutely correct. Number two is best known always beats the best. Assume nobody sees it. If you post stuff on social media, just assume nobody sees it because you'd be surprised. You don't know that. That's why if you want social media to work, you got to post regularly four or five times a day. I mean, I mean, this can be time consuming. That's why you hire somebody to do that. And then attention is the most valuable currency businesses have today. Okay. You know, and, and, and the end one, and I, I want to come back to that too, but speed is senior to quality. Somebody says, "What? Well, I got to have this perfect product. I got to have all the bugs out of it. I don't want to get it out there. Dave, you're going to lose. You're going to lose your pocketbook. Put it out there. Here's a prime example. Every time Microsoft puts out software, how many of those little emails you get from going, hey, we got an update? Apple does the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because it wasn't perfect. If they waited for it to be perfect, it'd never hit market. And the goal is to get the, your product, your service to market. And whoever gets to market the quickest, that's the guys win, guys or gals. You know, it doesn't matter. And frequency comes before greatness, you know. And let me, uh, and I have to say this, this is part of marketing. It's also for sales. No one thing can blow a deal, okay? 
You know, I've had people say, well, yeah, I sat down, you know, I didn't close that deal. You know, and I think it's because, well, you know, I didn't show an enthusiasm. No, that's not it. No one thing will blow a deal. It's going to be several. See, their value wasn't built, and price is nothing. I don't care what anybody says. Price means nothing. Price is made up. It is. It's just made up. And uh, But if you build enough value in there, then price is no longer an issue. Because what you are as a salesperson, that's what I am. I solve people's problems. And if you go and figure out, get the nitty-gritty, get to the baseline problem your customer wants to, wants to solve, price means nothing. They'll pay whatever it takes to get rid of that problem. Not that you're overcharged, you know what I'm saying? But but mm-hmm. it's really just a made-up number. It's, it's not it's not the quiz essential. I hear salespeople say, well, you know, if we just lower the prices around here, I, you know, my sales, my closing ratio would go up. No, it's not. If you need to back up and look in the mirror, you're just not a good sale. What part of your salesmanship are you lacking in? Is it your greeting? You know, is it presentation? Is it, do you know how to close? Are you handling objections the right way? And all that, all those are processes. And Grant Cardone has mastered those, you know, and, and that's one of the products that I have for my customers is uh, Cardone University as a sales training program. Best wow. in the world. So little, little snippet videos, two to three minutes long. And, uh, you know, you know, Cardone start out in the uh, automotive business. You know, Grant will tell you today, he hated sales, didn't want it, sucked, couldn't talk to nobody, didn't want huh. to deal with nobody. But he couldn't get a job. He had an accounting degree. Nobody had hired him. And so, well, well, he, he figured, he said, well, I got to do something. So he said, you know what, I'm just, even though I hate it, I'm going to be the best sales guy there is. And so he put his mind to it, and he did. He really turned. There's probably over 300 auto dealerships a day, if not more, uh, that have have Cardone University. I guarantee you, any car dealership that's Cardone University or sales are far beyond anybody else. Let me ask you this. What's the worst experience anybody's ever run into? Going to a car <laughs> Right? You <laughs> that's know? me. I'm raising you my hand. Oh, let's go buy a new car. Uh, no, yeah, honey. Yeah. Four and a half hours. Back and forth, back and forth. Well, Cardone took that whole method and turned it upside down. First thing out of mouth, here's the price. Because back in the old days, you go, how much? We'll get to it. Don't, don't tell them the price yet till we get the clothes. And you're taking people off. And that's all they're thinking about the whole time you're talking it about is. anything else, right? They don't care about the doodads, the gadgets. I want to know the price. Price and payment. You go to the dealerships today and go, hey, what payment would you like? I don't care about the payment, dude. I want, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough sale because I'm a sales guy. I am a hard sale. And I love those kind. I'm going to tell you why I like hard sales. <laughs> because I can close a hard sale. They're easy to close. Believe it or not, that hard sale. They're a lot easier to close than the regular Joe. Well, no, the easy sale is the one I get concerned about because because then they have a tendency to backpedal when it yeah right. right. Has that been your experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're saying everything you want to hear right in the in the first two thirds of the conversation, and then yeah, that's been my experience too. And, and you know when you do that too, and plus price, you know, Grant will tell you he never lowers price. I don't, I don't lower any price for even my products. And are, and are my prices higher than my competitor? Yeah, they are. There's a reason Absol- for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I guarantee you, you're getting twice the value for me than you are from that competitor. And this is what I used to tell somebody. I had somebody uh, I was speaking with the other day in the sales call, and the guy says, you know, I just think that I just, I may have to go down the road and talk to that other company. I said, well, go ahead. Feel free. But let me explain something to you. I don't come with the guy down the road, you understand? So you want me, let's just get the deal done because I don't come down the road. 
He signed a paper. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and that's what it is. See, his service is part of sales, too. People don't believe that. It, service really supersedes part of the sales process. And that's the mindset you got to have in. That's the same way I do with the with, with the business advisor. You know, I, I care about my clients. They, they got to be successful. I do, but they do, too. And, and, and maybe to a fault, but I'm passionate about that. And I'll, I'll give you an example of this. I had a guy. I'm doing some business coaching. I do that, too. And uh, so we're doing weekly calls, the guy. So uh, I'll get him over doing a little Zoom call. So I'd given him some homework, if you will, some items, you know, tasks to complete at the last call to be accomplished this call. So I said, hey, how'd you go? Did you list? You get your list finished? You get everything? Well, no, I didn't get it all done. Well, well why didn't you? Well, here we go with excuses. Well, I had to watch my daughter a couple of hours. Wife went shopping. I said, stop, stop. Help me understand why I care more about your business than you do. Okay? Now, some people might say, but wait a minute. He's, he's taking care of his family. No, he's not. He won't take care of his family. He does what he's got to do to get his business to the level where he always has that security and financial stability to take care of his family. That's how he takes care of his family. Not worried about his wife going shopping because she ain't going to shop the little while because when he's broke, her shopping day's over with. Yeah. So do you find early on with prospective uh, clients or even early on with a client who's written a check and said, okay, we're going to take a swing at this, that they uh, sometimes bristle with some of these ideas or do they typically embrace them pretty fully right out of the box? You know, overall, most of them really kind of grab hold of it because, you know, it's either you know or you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you only know what you know. And so what we bring to that table is the knowledge that business owners need. But we break it down to what's real simple. It, it doesn't have to be rocket science. You know, it doesn't. It's just baseline principles. And uh, and I believe today, that's why a lot of businesses kind of, kind of pull back or hold back. They think it's money, but not necessarily. Sometimes it is. But they don't scale or they don't want to grow because they really don't know how to go about it. And, of course, you know, they watch the CNBC and the Fox Business, all those Yah yahs on TV. This, Turn that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This breeding. <laughs> that's my counsel. I know it. Yes, breed negativity. The yeah. world's coming to an end. Lord, if I listen to them, I'd be on drugs. Which big farmer would love that? You know, just make more money. You got you got to stay away from the noise. And I even tell people. I, I, I had a client, it's a doctor, and she said, "Well, you know, I hired a a consultant, you know, a couple of years ago, but I didn't get didn't, he didn't do anything for me." I said, "Well." I, well, really, I said, uh, and I don't really care who, because I don't, I don't rag on anybody. There's some really good consultants out there. Don't get me wrong. But there's no one else out there doing what I do today, what Cardinal Mission. No one. There's no other company out there that's doing what we do. But I told her, I said, well, what would you do when you screen your consultant? Did you ask me the questions? Well, no. I said, let me tell you, there's three questions you need to ask anybody you're getting information from, especially when it concerns your business. One, what's the largest company you've ever grown? Two, what's the largest amount of revenue in a company you've built? And three, what's the largest exit of a company you've ever accomplished? That would weed out a lot of coaches and consultants, I think, those three questions. I mean, it does. It's amazing. Right, right. You know, and, and it's kind of funny. I had to do a seminar, and I said, hey, well, let me ask you a question. And he's paying attention. I love that. How many businesses have you taken to $151 million? I said, zero. I said, the largest business I've ever grown to date? It's been a million five years. And I know your next question is, what makes you think I'm qualified? So, 
I said, because I got Brandon Dawson that did that, and he has taught me everything he knows, and it's his principles and his policies that I'm teaching you to blow your business up. Next question. You know, I'm not not here. We're we're totally transparent. Yeah. And and I want you to succeed. I'm not here trying to get you money. It's all about it's not. It's about your success. But nothing's free in the world, you know? Nothing is. And 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 for what what you pay to be part of our system, what I do for you, is really chump change compared to what your business is gonna see at yeah. the at the end of the day. And I'm talking about within twelve, eighteen month time frame. I've seen it. We've got business wow, now. That's fast. Yeah, let me tell you this. I've got to say this guy, he owns a – God, I just forgot. I just want to bring that on. I'd say his full name. I apologize. But he, own, he owns a SWAT roofing out of Texas, okay? Here's a guy that was stuck at Breakpoint, uh, three, about, about four million, about four or five years steady. Good, got a good business going. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't get past that. Well, so he comes across, Brandon, you know, the 10X and Grant's marketing stuff. He comes to a 360, which was one of our big classes, two-day event. That's just phenomenal. That, that I recommend to everybody. It's a little, little pricey, but you get ROI on that. In under 90 days, I guarantee you. So he gets there, goes through it, takes four items. He, he got from a 360 back, implements them into his business. And within an 18-month time frame, he went from $4 million to $8.5 million. And let me tell you what's really mind-boggling about that. The guy had double bypass surgery. Good Lord. Yeah, and a brain tumor removed, for Christ's sakes. And, uh-huh. and, and he went all through because he used the principles he learned from 360, restructured a little bit of his business, got everything in place. So so he wasn't working in his business. He's working outside and managing his business. And that's another thing I think business owners really, really – uh, some don't understand. And I was the same way with mine. I'm right in the middle. I need to, You can't do everything. Well, I understand it, and I still do it. That's right. And there's a, there's that crowd too, right? right? But yeah. At least I, I'm self aware enough to know that it's a challenge for me. But it's it's such an easy trap to fall into, at least for me personally. Yeah, you know it is. I was the same way. I was the same. Way. I, you know, because I'm in a hurry. I'm impatient on everything done right now. And I can do it quicker than she can. But if right. I start doing something quicker and better than she and he and her, then, then I'm not doing my job. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Right? Yeah, but, you know that's part of the structure. You know, we, we've got a, we've got a, a two day event. It's called People Essentials, and, and, and it's amazing because you what you learn after that two days is really intense on how to hire, you know, fire, terminate employees, but really how to, how to set your, your, your employees' personal and professional financial goals and align them with your company business goals. That's really the secret. You'll see that in a lot of businesses now. I, I worked for one years ago, Prince Corporation up in Michigan. It's kind of similar to that. Uh, they kind of had that. That, that mantra, if you will. But other than that, it's not. Everybody looks like, well, we've got to have this, got to have this money, got to, you know, hey, I want a promotion. Well, forget it. You know, we're not making the money, not get promoted. Well, what happens is you can lose good employees because your employees say, well, why should I stay here? What, you know, what's long term, what's in it for me? You know, what about me? Oh, I'm just making the business owner rich and I'm over here starving. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't make my house payment. And that's what we go in and have to get rid of. You have to learn to incentivize. Your employees, there's ways to do it. And I'm telling you, it doesn't cost the business more. You you want to you want your employees engaged, that's how you do it. Because let me tell you right now, they just, I think MIT did the survey. 78% of employees are disengaged on the job right now. Okay. God, isn't that scary? That's two-thirds. Man. You know, I'm surprised we don't have more businesses going out of business. 
you can't run an efficient, effective business if employees aren't engaged. And let me, and this kind of reverts back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. If your employee's broke, he's not going to be engaged at work, okay? And somebody goes, well, that's not my responsibility. Yes, it is. As a business owner, that is your responsibility. Each one of the employees ought to be your responsibility because you're bringing them on board, aboard your ship. You need to make sure that they're right because those employees are what's going to build your business, not you. And that's why I suggest we tell people, hey, you need to sit, sit employees down. When you first hire them, you're onboarding process. Hey, what's your personal, professional, financial goals? And I guarantee you 98% of it, well, I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that. I have never, and I've worked WT job, you know, manufacturing over, over 16 years. I've never had an employer ask me that. What, what are my, what are my goals? Never. You know, have you ever had yours? Asked? I have, and I feel incredibly blessed by that. And it's one of the reasons that I learned to make money and learn to hang on to it. I had a mentor early in my career by the name of Steve Brown. He ran a sales training and development company, and we also did leadership development company. Uh, and he did ask me that question very much that way. And I think it set the stage for a very productive career and a marvelous relationship and a great deal of loyalty but it, it that has got to be rare. Oh, it it really is. You know, yeah. it, I think today, I think Cardone Ventures has had a little over fifty companies go go through our full program. That's from you know all all our all our events three sixty through and then maybe through a, a platform. We have a platform review, which is a this is this is what's amazing about this. This platform is about this thick. I ain't kidding you. About this thick, and it's that long, you flip through it. This is a 10-year, okay, a 10-year plan, detailed blueprint for you to grow or start a business. I mean, it didn't miss nothing. Hmm. I'm talking about by the numbers, and i give you an example of that. We had a engineer guy uh, out of, uh, he's out of Texas, a young guy. Uh, he's Oriental because I was kidding him because my Korean from the military is kind of awful, and he is Korean. And I asked him, you know, you always learn the bad words first, and, and I think I used one. And he laughed. He said, that wouldn't even be a good bad word because you said it wrong. I said, okay. <laughs> That's why I just stick with English because, you know, I'm Southern. I'm authorized to butcher the, the English language, you know, just because I'm Southern. But but he had went to, to the 360 and, and, and spoke to Brandon. And after the 360, he called, got a hold of Brandon, and goes, hey, Brandon, I'm getting ready to start my business. And I don't need all this other right now. I want a platform. And a platform's a couple hundred grand, okay? But that's really dirt cheap. It's, about, it's like one, one ninety, hundred ninety thousand. And uh, Brandon looked at me and said, sure. He said, well, yep, I already know what I'm doing. I got this background. I got this. He said, but I want to start it from the ground up the right way, perfect, every time. And that's what he got. First year, after you got the platform done, $4 million dollars. Uh, spoke with him two months ago, and it, that put him at about 20, 20 months. He's going towards uh, $8 million. Well, that math works for me. Tell me more about this 360, and you don't have to dive into a lot of detail unless you just want to, but I'm trying to get a picture of how a client can take full advantage of all these resources and the expertise and experience that you and your team have in this domain, is that often an entry point, the first place where someone sort of enters into your world? Is this a 360 thing? Or 
Well, that's one way. You know, okay. okay. You, you know, you can. Uh, you know, if you see it on social media or, or if you've been on my list, I might send you an email. I may even call you or my business, business development team could call you and offer that to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I have to tell you, uh, just a quick thing. I won't go into all of it, but I'll, I do want to hit the 360 because that's one of the, like the, the biggies, I would say. Well, it that, got my attention, which was one of Grant's uh, uh, rules, uh, right? Uh, Get my attention. <laughs> uh, let me tell you that. That is the most amazing. It's two days ago. We're going to learn in two days. You're going to be surprised. It's so intense. It's out of this world, but mm-hmm. it's great. You know, we have we have a basic uh, three-day business boot camp, which covers marketing, sales, and some business strategies. we got a marketing execution workshop, a sales execution workshop that I think anybody in the sales team needs to attend because you want to increase your sales and have a better sales team, you got to go. you got to do it. I'm telling you, trust me, it'll work. People essentials, we have a leadership essentials, which I think a lot of business owners kind of need, you know, some of us. I was kind of that way when I ran my, I knew it all. You can't tell me. I'm the business <laughs> owner. Don't tell me. I don't know how to run my business. Dude, I didn't know half of that. That was an idiot. Okay. But, but, you know, even part of that leadership essentials, what it does, it, we kind of open up and it shows you where your gaps are that you may have in leadership. That's just wrong. None of us are perfect. Nobody sure. is. There's always room you know, for more knowledge and learn. And then we got the finance essentials, which I would say if you already got business uh, going initially, I'd say the first two you probably want to come to are the people essentials and the finance essentials. Because the finance, you know, it covers, you know, the baseline, how to interpret basic financial statements, you know, P&L, balancing stuff. But it really gets gets more into, you know, the quality factors that affect business valuation, how, how do you incentivize your team, and a bunch of other things. And, and you know as well as I do, uh, it is about the numbers. A business has to make money to survive, and especially got to make it to grow. And so you want to have those basics in place so you're effective and you're efficient. And then, you know, then we get to the 360, and that really just, they hit we hit really hard on the four pillars of business, you know. And then at the end of the, end of the course, day two, uh, you'll set a 90-day plan for your business based off a 360-degree Look at your business because because when you go, you're going to say, oh, wow, I didn't know about that. Oh, I'm not doing this or, hey, at least I'm doing that right. But, oh, you know, and, and it's amazing. And uh, it's just such an eye opener. We've had over 400, over 400 people go through the 360 as of the day. Hmm. You, know, you know, like I told you, it's, it's about 40 grand rounded off. Someone goes, well, that's a lot of money. Not really. You may think it is. But I can tell you this, every business that's gone through the 10X360 have recouped that money within 90 days, every one, some even sooner than that. And so you're going to take away about 40 or 50 new things back to your business you've learned from the 360. All you need to implement is two or three. You know, you're going to because Mm -hmm. if you're my client, I'm going to be calling, falling up, going, hey, did you do that? Because you don't have an option. You know, we kind of push because we care about it. It's Cardinal Venture does. If it's not me or somebody else, we'll be pushing. Hey, did you get that done? I don't spend money for nothing. But, but you know, they, they really uh, overcharge. You know, I shouldn't say that. Three times what they do for that course. Not that they're going to jack the price up, but they should. The value is is unbelievable. And, so, and then, of course, the, I guess I'm at the platform. The next thing is the 10X platform. You know, and I explain kind of what that is. And then we got a... Uh, You'll hear them talk about the SBU, and that's Strategic Business Unit. And I do want to kind of cover that because that's – you'd hit that level after you go through the platform system, so to mm-hmm. speak, you know. So you've got your platform, and now you're 
implementing it, getting it going, really starting to scale. And uh, our, our SBU comprised about five functional ex- experts, all dedicated to the fields, marketing, finance, human resources, and people slash, you know, training. You know, they work cross-functionally to help the business owners implement that strategy of the platform review, you know. You know, they have weekly calls, they have monthly calls, and they're, they're kind of, a, they kind of act as a bolt-on pseudo-executive leadership team, you know, to guide the present business decisions based on the future outcomes, you know, if that makes if that makes sense to you, you know, for their predictions for the 10-year growth plan. And so, you know, say, for example, you've gone through that, you had not hired an HR manager yet. You really don't have one. Well, guess what? You don't have to. Cardone Ventures, SBU, could take care of that for you. Those things that you don't have to necessarily, you may not be ready for that time to, to bring it in-house, or maybe it's not profitable for you to bring it in-house. A lot of times it is, but you know, that's just strategic business decisions. And each industry is a little different. You know, there's not one size fits all. It's all, it's all, uh, industry specifics, what it is. And, uh, but there's, they do so much for the business. It's just crazy. Well, I'm glad you brought up the SBU and described some of what happens when, when someone participates at, at that level because it strikes me, and it's an assumption I want to test with you. That as powerful as all of these different things you've been sharing with us, from the impact factors to the the Ten Commandments and that kind of thing, that uh, that competency and high performance, it's even with all of that knowledge and even with some operational practice, it's still a moving target, right? Things can fade. You got to you got to circle back. So there are these these events, and there there there's this injection of. Um, content and principles and all that, but there, but there seems to be real process to what you do and the ability to to have people uh, tap in and uh, with an objective lens and help you stay on track. You you, you gotta you gotta it, there, there's a there's a, prospe- a process aspect to your thing. It's not just a series of events. Is right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay, absolutely. Okay. It's not. It is. We have a we have a sequence of events that we can do. Now you don't necessarily have to do a few of them in order. There's some that you should mm-hmm. based on you know the, the the people, the finance stuff. You could do that. You know, one before the other it wouldn't really wouldn't really impact you. But I would say the the 360 first prior to the platform boom. Then you get into the SBU if you need them and do it that way structured. Uh, but these yeah. calls, this this, this uh, ongoing interaction with someone who has a, has a vested interest in my success, I right. mean, you can't just do it and then be done, right? No, no, no. It, it's ongoing. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And, you know, once, once you do those things, you're going to have interaction with either my team or Cardinal Ventures team. Yeah. That's going to be assist you the whole way. If I'm your business advisor, you don't get rid of Kyle. You don't get rid of Kyle until you close your business or I die, and then I'll come back because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not done with you. Sorry, I'm, I'm paying because I'm going to be there. You know, and I do business coaching, a lot of my clients I do. And and part of the business coaching is, you know, people say, well, uh, well what do you do? Well, let me, i got to explain to some people because some people don't understand the difference from a consultant, even though it's Big Bulldog Consulting, a consultant and a business coach. A consultant usually comes in and does everything themselves, okay? Boom, 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 here you go, there's your thing, leaves. <clears throat> of course, a lot of them you leave, runs okay, and about six months later, now it's back to where it was, and you call them back, and they go get some more money, do the same thing. I don't believe in that because I believe in coming in, you set up systems, strategies, and and, and formula, formulations you're going to implement that's something you keep. 
It doesn't disappear. It's you have it forever. <clears throat> but when I'm coaching, coach is more of accountability. You know, I'm I'm helping keep you on. That's track. a helpful distinction. Thank you, because because I come from the training and consulting world, and I still get this consulting coaching thing. It kind of morphs for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, people really need to understand it, especially because because there's t- there's tons of coaches out there. I mean, life coaches, you know, those kind of coaches. Yeah, we know as a consultant, you all you have to know what you're talking about because. Say, for example, the only thing I could be technically a consultant about would be sales, okay, manufacturing, and leadership, period. Because I spent 10 years in the military, covered my leadership. Sales, I've done that for about 12 years. And then I was in manufacturing for 16 years. Because if you don't know that and something goes south, somebody can go sue you because you weren't a true consultant. Mm. Whereas a coach, you don't have to be technically no Sean about. I know it sounds bad. I, I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have, you know, 50 years worth of experience to be a coach yeah. and still be a, a, a valuable, good coach. But that's a significant difference. Uh, but coach, I really enjoy, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really hard. I am sometimes. It's just because I care. But there's this accountability dynamic that's sort of a critical component of oh, the coaching relationship, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. It is. And, you know, I've, I've got a coach too. Mine's the big guys. And and I have to answer them. And I, I love it though that you eat your own cooking. And oh yeah, you are a walking, talking example of these values that you espouse and these oh, yeah. principles that you are recommending people engage. Yeah, you know how can I tell you? Hey, you need me to be your business coach. I don't have one, dude. I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, I have, to have I have a wife, and she's that, over there nodding her head too. She's yeah, not on the air, but she's in here with us. <laughs> yeah, that does a real good job <laughs> at keeping me accountable. But then I got you know I got Brandon, and I got Grant be all over me. But you need that but because, you know, as a yeah. business owner, like you said earlier, you get busy, you get a lot of things going on, and you may say, well, miss something or put something aside or like, well, I, I don't know how important it is. I think in the moment this is more important. No, it wasn't. Mm. So if you got that accountability partner, your coach, go, hey, wait a minute. No, this is your priorities. You and I set these together. We agreed on these. And, you know, I don't go in and tell somebody how to run a business. It's not up to me. I will give them proven strategies and systems to implement. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to come and say, "Hey, you just need to do this, do that." Don't you know? Like I said, I've been there. Don't come in and tell me how to run my business. Now, if you got suggestions to show me how my business can get better, I'm all ears. But don't come dictate, you know, because because maybe maybe I'm not ready for that yet. And that's true. Everybody has different timelines for different people. Some may want to get it and go, and we do push. We push. I'll push you. I want you to go quick. I want them. I want those dollar bills flushing out of your pockets as quick as I can. But you know, maybe you've got a little bit more of a conservative mindset, and you want to pull back a little bit. I'm not going to let you retreat. I'll let you slow it a little bit. But I want you to get there because that's what you got to do. You got to be quick about it. You got to make quick decisions. Make the right decisions. Move on. Move forward. I'm going to shift gears on you as we begin to wind down here. You are clearly incredibly passionate about the work. You are obviously invested in your client's success. Every time that you begin to talk about the work, your eyes light up and and it permeates the room. I know it makes a journey across the airwaves. My question is, uh, what passions outside the scope of this work uh, do you pursue? What do you have a tendency to, to nerd out, as my kids would say, uh, for me, my listeners know it's hunting, fishing, and travel. Uh, is there anything outside the scope of this work that you just really enjoy and, and dive and dive into? Yeah, you know what? It, some people say you're crazy. I don't. I'm all about building 
the secure network for my wow. family. Uh, you know, I'm not the youngest guy. I'm 59. And I should have been at this level, you know, 40 years ago, but I didn't have the mentors or the training that I do now. And I'm not looking back. It's no poor pit for me, no victim. You know, it is what it is. And it's never too late. But I'm on this this track to leave this legacy for my kids and grandkids, and I want a financial position for them. So if something happens to be, if something happens to the economy, I don't care if the economy drops like 08 or politics goes south and gets stupid, then I want my family in the 5 or 1% model because mid, middle America is broke. Society tells you, hey, just get, yeah, be part of middle America. Yeah, and be broke, guys. That's a myth. It's all bad stuff. You got to get out of your head. You need to be pushing for the five and one percent. I know people rag on the one percenters, you know, the Elon Musk, all those guys, but you know what? And, you know, actually, Grant's one of those. Actually, he's a one percenter. But, you know, he could go buy the island of Belize, build a house, sit there in his, you know, BVDs, drinking Bahama Mamas, smoking cigars, and, and don't have to do anything else. And his family, kids, grandkids, probably great grandkids, still be taken care of. You know, some will braze those billions of dollars. He don't have anything to worry about. And see, to me, that's true freedom. And that's what I'm after. I'm after freedom and financial freedom for my family. And that's the goal. Until I get, get there, there's no stopping. And I don't feel like it's hard because I really enjoy what I do. Oh, I can tell. So, you know, <laughs> and I will say before I really got pounded into this, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of guys hunt and fish. And I'm not ragging on, you know, Michigan was, was a, was a hunter's paradise. Yeah. But I spent too many years in the woods in the army, and my <laughs> my idea of camping out is a five star motel, dude, in hot water. I'm sorry, that's just me. But but you know you know I'm, I'm Mr. Exciting. I don't do any of that. I read books. Uh huh. You know, in school I hated hated school period. High school, I, the only reason I went for girls because they they wouldn't let me make money. I finally, my senior year, I got to go to DECA program. You know where you get out yeah, too yeah, early. Yeah. Go. Sure. I'm like, thank God, I can make money. Cause I hated school. I didn't want anything to do. I was all about making that money. You can't be a millionaire going to high school. I was thinking, you know, but yeah, and, and that's what I do. So I read and, uh, I really like it. The army's one that got me reading. I hate it, but in the army, it's hurry up and wait sometimes. And mm-hmm. so you always carry around a book and that's what kind of got me in the reading mode. And now, you know, history books, I, uh, you know, self help. I'm just, I love reading. So that's what I do for miss, you know, excitement. If you will, on when I'm not focused on my business and growing it. Before we wrap, I'd love to leave our listeners, if we could, with a, a couple of actionable tips. And look, gang, the number one tip, if any of this is striking a chord with you, reach out, have a conversation with Kyle, somebody on his team, and and, and learn more. But between now and that phone call or, or that note, if there's something uh, that they can be reading, if there's something they should be thinking about doing or not doing, but a couple of things just to begin to set the wheels in motion let's leave them with a couple tips if we could yeah absolutely you know what i think every business owner today needs if you don't have your goals your personal and professional goals written down you need to write them down you need to have your mission statement and it needs to be right in front of you okay you, you got to have it you're not going to be successful without it your core values you need to, what are your core values and your business should be run off core values. That's something you need to look at. You don't, you may not have them, may not be in stone yet. You really need to sit down and spend 30 minutes to an hour and think about them 
and put them there and then implement them in your business. That's just something you can do on your own because when you talk to me, that's the first thing I'm going to ask you. Let me see your mission statement. How are you going to do it? Let me see your core values. Let me see your goals. Because without any of that, you don't have any path to know where you're going. And guys, let me tell you, confusion guarantees failure. Well said. Well, Kyle, it has been an absolute delight having you in the studio this morning. I knew it would be after we had a brief phone call. Thank you for your insight, your perspective. Thank you for sharing your your experience. Keep up the good work, man. You're doing important work, and uh, I want you to know that that we appreciate you. Hey, hey, Stone, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on here. And just so everybody knows, if you got any questions or anything, feel free to go to Big Bulldog consulting.com or you can call me straight at 770-733-3470 or you can email me at kyle b at grantcardoneteam.com either one of those ways do it give me a call uh if this has something where i could put a link and maybe a little later on where you can see it put a link where you can hit a, a button to set a calendar link for me and if you'd like to have a 15-minute strategy call no obligation, no charge. Just give me a call, and we'll set it up and be more than happy to do it. What a marvelous way to invest a Tuesday morning. And, yes, we will put that link on there where we publish. And, again, this has been terrific, man. Thank you. Hey, Stone, I, I really appreciate it. And thanks for allowing me the opportunity to get the 10X mentality out to all these businesses because I just want to see them all grow and blow this world up. My pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for Kyle Baxter with Big Bulldog Consulting and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.